Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The following podcast contains explicit language. Are you ready to make America great again? Bernie Sanders doesn't get it. Hillary Clinton doesn't get it. Barack Obama, he really don't get it. The next time we see him, we might have to kill him. Donald Trump has a lot of work to do telling us what he's going to do specifically. I continue to believe Mr. Trump will not be president. And the reason is because I have a lot of faith in the American people. Hello and welcome to Trumpcast the show about the first presidential candidate to announce his running mate on Twitter, Donald Trump. I'm Jacob Weisberg. So it's Mike Pence, the Republican governor of Indiana, and a very un-Trumpian choice. Pence is a conventional right-wing conservative, the kind of politician Trump got in the race to overthrow. In the past, Pence has been pro-free trade, in favor of cutting government to the bone, and especially bad in the one place Trump is good, on gay rights. He's not exactly Mr. Sparkle either. So what gives? To discuss this surprisingly unsurprising choice, I've got Ezra Klein of Vox.com on the line. But first, let's do the tweets. Is Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg going to apologize to me for her misconduct? Big mistake by an incompetent judge. Even the New York Times and Washington Post editorial boards condemned Justice Ginsburg for her ethical and legal breach. What was she thinking? This election is a choice between law, order, and safety or chaos, crime, and violence. I will make America safe again for everyone. Hashtag, I'm with you. New GOP platform now includes language that supports the border wall. We will build the wall and make America safe again. Is President Obama trying to destroy Israel with all of his bad moves? Think about it and let me know. My guest today is Ezra Klein of Vox.com. He is the co-host of the Weeds podcast, which is one I listen to every week, and the host of the Ezra Klein show, which is a fantastic interview show. And I'm sure he's going to have Mike Pence on soon. All all the time. Me me and Mike are super tight. (laughs) Uh, Ezra, welcome to the show. Thank you. So who is this dude, Mike Pence, who Donald Trump just picked as his running mate? What do we know about him? 
So, so Donald Trump just literally found generic Republican and put him on the ticket. Uh, Pence is the governor of Indiana. Before that, he was a Republican member of the House. And he's someone who has, he, if you had asked, what is Mike Pence good at before whatever this week, before it was being picked as Donald Trump's vice president, he is good at appealing to most parts of the Republican Party, often all parts simultaneously. So he became the head of the conservative House Republican Study Committee when he was in the House, which made him a factional leader of conservatives. But then he became a member of House Republican leadership. Uh, he's someone who Mike Allen, who was over at Politico said, you know, is able to unite the business and Tea Party wings of the party. As governor of Indiana, he was put on the executive committee of the Republican Governors Association. So, so that he is not known for major legislation. He is not known for being a particular policy mind. What he's known for is an ability to be acceptable to a lot of different parts of the party simultaneously. He's very good, uh, very personable with his colleagues. He's, he's a really good inside game candidate. And that is what makes him, I think, a very interesting and unusual pick for Donald Trump. He is really everything Donald Trump is not. He is the guy who the Republican Party likes the most. He is the guy who has built his career on being a good fundraiser, on being a good colleague, on being a loyal warrior when it counted and a you know proud fighter when conservatives wanted him to be one. His deviations from conservatism are rare, but his deviations from Trumpism are constant Virtually anywhere where Donald Trump is unusual among Republicans, Mike Pence is on the other side of that issue, TPP, the Iraq war, although Trump lies about his uh, opposition to the Iraq war, the Muslim ban, uh, Social Security and Medicare, retire, increasing the age on Social Security. So Trump is really picking a candidate here who is uh, a way of creating rapprochement with the Republican Party, not a way of doubling down on Trumpism. Right. He's not positioning himself to the center to try to capture swing voters with this pick. No, I mean, when Trump was saying continuously, and it was recent that he was going to put California and New York in play, he was betting on this idea that he could be a different kind of Republican, that there was something in his brashness, something in his populism, in his white nationalism, in his uh, immigration plans. There was something there in the mix of all that that would give him an appeal beyond the borders of the typical Republican candidacy. And then he kind of threw it out the window. And I think I really think Trump's looking at the polls where he is persistently roughly five points behind Hillary Clinton and he has recognized that if he's going to win this, he's probably going to have to win it as a Republican, that his big problem in the polls is he's not con fully consolidated the Republican Party. There are a lot of people who normally vote Republican who are not voting for him. And so Trump is signaling that he is actually more of a Republican than people thought. In some ways, it is a surprisingly low energy move from Donald Trump. It's a it's a move that bespeaks a dawning recognition that maybe his strategy, the one that won him the primary, is actually not going to win him the general. Maybe he can't break every rule of politics. But the, the danger in it for him is that he becomes too much Trump for many Republicans and not enough Trump for whatever was the potential constituency he could have activated uh, out of their apathy. Right. You don't turn out the conservative base just by having a running mate who, who sort of passes their test and fits the, the, uh, the generic conservative mold, as you say. Right. The, the bumper sticker, you can't trust me, but if I die, is not exactly <laughs> a great, it's not a great, exactly a great selling point. 
Do you have any insight into how this happened? I mean, yeah, there's no danger of Mike Pence like crowding Trump on the stage. He's a pretty he's a he's a pretty bland character. But it sort of seemed the last couple of days that Trump might have some other ideas of his own and that his family and the other people around his campaign kind of cracked the whip and said, you know, there you you got to kind of do something sensible this time. So what's interesting here is that it seemed there was a power struggle in the Trump campaign. Um, Mike Pence, we should say real quick, he did not endorse Donald Trump in the primary. He endorsed he Ted was, Cruz, right? He endorsed Ted Cruz. He was he was pretty nice to Trump. He did not oppose Trump the way some others did. Uh, and he was one of relatively few major national level Republicans who was willing to be Trump's VP. A lot of the folks who might have been on Trump's list had been very clear that they would not even consider getting on what many people worry will be a Hindenburg of a campaign. But Pence had not endorsed Trump. So apparently there had been a power struggle over this VP pick. And obviously the ultimate decider here is Trump himself. But as far as reporting goes, Paul Manafort, who has been consolidating power within the Trump campaign and is leading it. I forget if his exact title now is chairman or it's campaign manager at this point. Commissar, for, I think. Yeah. Commissar. But for a while, Paul Manafort, who is a very longtime, very skilled GOP operative, was in a power fight with Corey Lewandowski, who was a campaign manager. Uh, that fight was decisively ended when Lewandowski was fired, uh, apparently in part due to the intervention of Trump's family because Lewandowski was not running a particularly press campaign. But again, according to reports, a number of Trump's family members, a number of the kids, Jared Kushner and others, were were skeptical of Pence. They wanted Trump to go in a different direction. Manafort, um, according to some reports, potentially Ivanka, but I'm not sure how good the sourcing on that is, ended up pushing for Pence. They won that fight. And uh, again, for Manafort to win the fight, for Manafort to win the, the, the battle over where the Trump campaign goes is another signal of the Trump campaign becoming more of a traditional Republican campaign because Manafort is a traditional Republican campaign consultant. I, I, you know, it's funny, Ezra, I have two reactions to the choice, my two immediate reactions. The first is disappointment that Trump did something so conventional. I mean, as someone who wants Trump to lose, but it's just, it's just like, it's boring. It's just, it's, it's like the least interesting thing he could have yeah, done. Yeah, doesn't he know that we need clicks? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's my, that's my journalist reaction. Uh, but my other reaction is to be mad at Mike Pence. I mean, I've had growing respect in recent days for Republicans who've taken themselves out of the running said, I will not run with this guy, whether it's because they think it's the Hindenburg or it's because of principle. But, you know, Mitt Romney and other people, I think, have really shown some stronger colors than I would have expected years ago in, in, in standing up to Trump. And I think my other reaction is shame on Mike Pence for being willing to do this, for being so desperate that he wants to be this guy's running mate. So I'll put this in in a couple places. So one, Mike Pence was running for re-election as governor of Indiana, and it looked like he might not actually win. So there's some – one of the theories about why he was unusually eager to do this among Republican office holders was that his political future was in doubt. So, that's so Indiana one. could have gone do- – a Democrat – what's his name? It's John Gregg is the guy who yeah. was running against mm-hmm. him. And, and he really could have beat, uh, beat Pence in a re-election? Yeah, it is, considered, it is considered better for the Republican Party in Indiana that their incumbent Republican governor ha- is not running for re-election. How did he get into so much trouble there? I actually don't know that much about it, to be honest with you. Um, uh, And as opposed to bullshit, I will not say anything (laughs) on it at all. But the the other two things to your reactions that I, I think are worth pointing out. One thing that you can imagine somebody thinking is, look, this guy has, you know, depending on how you believe, let's say a 20 to 30 percent chance of being president. And president is an important job and he needs people around him who are sensible and sane. And if I believe I am sensible and sane and I know good advisors and I can help 
rationalize and normalize this campaign and help the Republican Party. I mean, you can actually come up with, I think, a semi-altruistic version of, of why someone like Pence would do this. I am not saying that is why they did it, but I think you can come up with it. But the other thing is, look, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you to a large extent. It is, there is something unusual and scary to me about the Trump campaign. And this is a moment in many ways to stand up and be counted. You can very much imagine this being a moment that we look back on and people are asking, how did this happen? How did we let this happen? And I would not want to be one of the people right now saying, eh, you know, I know that he's clearly unfit for the presidency, but I am, for short-term political consideration, going to endorse him anyway. It's a very interesting tweet was sent by a guy named Dan Sr., who is a uh, he's a very senior Republican guy. And he said, it's an amazing subtweet. I'm paraphrasing it here. But he said, it is very disconcerting when somebody with whom you've had conversations about how utterly unacceptable Donald Trump is as the party's nominee becomes his vice presidential pick. So, I mean, I don't know who Dan Sr. was talking about there, but... (laughs) Sounds a lot like Mike Pence, right? Sounds like Mike Pence. Um, So, there is certainly the impression is out there that Mike Pence knows better, that he knows that Donald Trump is is unacceptable uh, and and that he's decided to jump on this anyway. Yeah. I mean, he should be thinking about the what did you do in the war daddy moment. Right. Exactly. He has to say, yeah, you know, a lot of the Republicans kind of stood up to Trump and, you know, wanted to take the Republican Party in a different direction. But I, I sort of got on board with the whole Vichy thing. <laughs> right. I, I decided that uh, I decided that it might be better for my career to take the gamble on, on this guy winning. Again, I want to note that you can make an argument. I want to try to I want to try to keep open the door for generosity here. You can, if you're Mike Pence, you can make an argument to yourself, to your family, to the world. Look, like, this guy really is the nominee. The Republican Party is not stopping him. So we might as well try to co-opt him. But I, I am not in Mike Pence's head. I don't know how he's justifying this to himself. Right. I mean, in the the not super likely or 30% likely scenario that Trump's elected, someone's got to run the government and it's not going to be Donald Trump. Right. So that is going to be a crucial position. And Trump, it's one of the few rational things he said during the campaign is that he needs someone as a running mate who has some actual experience with government. Yeah, I mean, or maybe we won't have a government. I mean, I think it's very hard to say what will happen <laughs> in a world where will, will anybody need to run it? Maybe it'll just be uh, maybe we'll shut it down and sell it for parts. Well, that's the uh, that's more the Paul Ryan view. But yes, it's it's possible. Now, let me ask you a little bit. There, there are some interesting things in Pence's record that I think you might have paid attention to. One, the most recent time he was sort of in the national press was he when he supported this Religious Freedom Restoration Act in Indiana and then back down. I mean, he essentially folded his tent and went home, right? Yeah. So something about Pence, and and this goes back to what I was saying about Pence is almost perfectly calibrated to undermine everything that made Trumpism different than standard issue conservatism. One place Trump has been a little bit different has been on uh, on LGBTQ issues. He's been a little bit more open to transgender rights. He's been, does not seem to be himself uh, particularly uh, opposed to gay rights. Pence is you know, for a contemporary Republican politician has been very aggressive uh, in terms of his anti-LGBTQ stances. He's, you know, pushed against all kinds of efforts to liberalize. But he's also been very upfront about trying to carve out exceptions to the expanding 
rights and anti-discriminatory uh, proposals that are emerging. And that's what he did in Indiana, where he tried to create this Religious Freedom Act that created a lot of backlash. And in many ways, you know, I think that if you dug into it, it probably wasn't going to make that much of a difference. But what it was symbolically was a way to create a space where gays could be discriminated against if you justified it in the right ways. And um, as you say, he eventually more or less backed down on that. He's also, Trump has been notable for being pretty positive on Planned Parenthood. I mean, he said he agrees largely with the funding it, but he has, you know, made it a point in Republican debates to praise the work they do on behalf of women's health. Uh, Mike Pence is the Republican politician who has done the most to spearhead the Republican fight against Planned Parenthood. I mean, he has made it a particular issue of his. So, you know, wherever Trumpism veered away from republicanism this choice of mike pence is is an is an effort to veer back and just on the question of whether pence is a sort of mainstream republican or a super conservative republican he's not exactly bill nye the science guy i mean he wrote this thing saying that smoking doesn't kill people and he doesn't really seem to believe in man-made climate change and he equivocates on evolution i mean and all that sort of this sort of scientific view of the world versus a evangelical religious view of the world. He seems to be squarely on the evangelical side. Oh, it's a extraordinary. His op-ed on smoking doesn't kill. He literally in that op-ed after saying smoking doesn't kill goes on to say two thirds of smokers die from a disease unrelated to their smoking, which <laughs> is, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I've, I, I guess maybe that's true. I don't know, but it seems a little bit uh, to the side of whether smoking is deadly for you. You know, something about that smoking doesn't kill thing, because I think it actually speaks to Mike Pence in an important way. What that op-ed is really about, and that op-ed, it's not from like 1972. It's from 2001, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. It's definitely the aughts. That op-ed is coming in context of things like smoking bans, of, of different efforts by the government to reduce smoking. And what Mike Pence is arguing in there, and he, and he goes on to say, he says, smoking is not good for you. He says something like, if you are reading this through a haze of smoke, stop, stop smoking. But he says, big government is worse for you. And the point of that op-ed is that as bad as smoking might be, the real threat here is the nanny state. And and I think it, it speaks to the kind of politician it is. It speaks to something fairly deep in his ideology and what he's willing to accept and what he thinks is a good idea. Trump, in many ways, I think, has much more activist inclinations than a lot of conservatives. Mike Pence doesn't. He was a very aggressive social security privatizer. He's very much with from that wing of the party. And that is what is dominant within his ideology. As you say, it's not science. It isn't, um, in a lot of cases, evidence. He's very, very, very skeptical of the government that he would like to run. Ezra Klein runs the show at Vox.com. You can listen to him on his own podcast, The Weeds and The Ezra Klein Show. Ezra, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you. That's it for today's show. My running mate is our producer, Jason DeLeon. Steve Lichtai was passed over, but he's a shoe-in for re-election as executive producer of Slate Podcasts. Andy Bowers wasn't even considered. John D. Domenico is, as always, our voice of Donald Trump. I'm Jacob Weisberg. Thanks for listening to Trumpcast. I am so excited to announce that Mike Pence will be my vice presidential running mate. He's absolutely phenomenal. He's a great guy. I don't know him. I've never met him, but I hear he's going to do amazing work. Really, really amazing.